pal, Thwap. It's me. It's Dutch. Smash. Skabushki. We're doing, we're bringing back the Fun Employment Files. How long has it been? It's been more than a year since we've done a Fun Employment Files, but it's back and in full effect. I think this is episode 48. For your fun enjoyment. Oh, God damn it. We're off to a roaring start already. So there's no no intro with all the nicknames. John's here with me, John Morgan. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's been on every episode. I go by Bone Cruncher now. Bone Cruncher. The Bone Cruncher. Either one. <laughs> Any of those three. I need. To, I want to learn to say that in Japanese so it sounds even more intimidating. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Bone Cruncher. Hi, I'm, I'm Bone Cruncher. <laughs> Not Bone. <laughs> Not just Bone. You can call me Mr. Cruncher. It's like Madonna. No, Mr. Cruncher's my father's name. It's like Madonna. <laughs> the, first, the first name and the last name. It's, it's Bone Cruncher. Fun Employment Files, episode 48, I believe. We'll figure all that out. Uh, John and I are just hanging out. and uh, We were going to record the Pillow Fort Radio app, but things happened and... Um, we're going to do that tomorrow, so we're going to put up a Fun Employment Files tonight, and it's going to be great. Yeah! My dick's hard. Yeah! I'm ready to come. i got dogs laying on the floor, as they want to do. have got uh, Billy Bragg and Wilco coming through the headphones. I'm high on Kratom. High on life. I'm overdosing kinda, kinda on like life. Kind of like a little low on life. <laughs> I'm overdosing on life right now. Me- medium. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Medium on life. I'm doing fine. I go on call on Monday. I don't like that. I always dread that. But it's not Sunday. You don't have the Sunday dreads yet. No, I don't have the Sunday dreads it's yet. It's still Saturday. Still got Saturday night to look forward to. So what's been going on? How's the farm? Oh, it's just fine. I just, uh, right before I came here, I dumped out a bag of corn, let the, the pigs and the sheep fight over it. Fucking That's egg. always fun. Who usually wins? The biggest of the pigs win. What's his name? Do you uh, name them? Because I know I they, don't know. they know. I, n- I name my breeding stock the ones that are going to live there for years and years have names, but the ones that are meat pigs are called meat pig. <laughs> meat Some, pig number one. So, well, sometimes like they'll, they'll have certain characteristics, like one ha- has like a half of a stripe, so I might call him half stripe. Just, you know, so. Which I, sounds kind of racist, but I like it. Or I might say like the, you know, I might say teen mom. The, the, <laughs> the female that got pregnant accidentally, <laughs> I might call her teen mom or Lolita. Oh, I like that. But they're not serious names. Like, I don't look at them like... Eventually that. you'll change it or just what it, I just fuck see, them. I just see them as... No. Eventually you're getting eaten. It's not fuck them at all. I just see them as like, look, animal. Like, you're a freeloader until <laughs> it's time to eat you. <laughs> like, you're totally spoiled. Until I or somebody else eats you. Until it's until it's time to go on the trailer and we go for a little trip. Uh, you get a great life here. So, quit. you, you know, you got nothing you're gonna to You're going to have a about. good time. You're not, you're not in a factory farm. You know what I mean? How big of a I'm, I've seen it before, but just describe to the the people how big of an area do you have for the pigs to roam around in? Um, well, it's it's it's. Um, I, I know mean, you keep a small fence, but it's not. No, actually, actually, right now there's no fencing. Oh, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, there's a creek that prevents them from going into the road and onto neighbors' properties. Right on, That's yeah. why it's kind of why it's called Cardinal Island, is because the creek kind of separates it from everything else. And then on the other side, I own, I own 25 acres, and then. On the other, on that side of the creek, there's a, like maybe 600, and, I think it's actually 666, 666 acres of just mountains that's owned by like a mining a, company, a land management company that's basically just a front for a mining or a logging company. 
but 668 acres of like really steep mountain on one side and then a creek on the other. They don't cross the creek. There's nothing for them up in the mountains. Except for probably coyotes and. I mean, acorns and stuff. Sometimes they go up there to eat, but for the most part, they're just happy to hang out around the barn and in the pasture. And they just, the, the pigs and the sheep. Right now, the way I'm doing it is the sheep and the pigs are kind of one herd. Uh, they just, you know, usually pigs will like root and like dig up stuff to get worms. But when they hang out with sheep, they, they look, they get into a culture of grazing because they watch the sheep and they're like, oh, that seems easier. It's much easier <laughs> to eat salad than it is to dig a hole. So they just start grazing and so it makes and, a better product. And if pigs are anything, they're at least pretty smart. They're not, uh, octopus smart well they're very smart i mean they're not i don't like thinking of animals comparing an animal to a human is just really stupid and actually kind of condescending because they don't think or feel the way that we do they're totally different species you're driven by fucking and food i mean they just it's just a different it's just a different existence for them i don't pretend to know what it is um but no, they, yeah, so I can do a plug for my meat because I got a bunch of meat for sale. Yes, and these, please. These, instead of an animal being locked in a cage, or, or maybe not a cage, but like a concrete paddock and just being fed corn and soy and fattened up and just living, you know, packed into an indoor facility where they just live in their own shit and eat nothing but corn and soy and, and uh, tap water or whatever, my pigs actually like, live in a functional ecology and they roam around. They and, live the life a pig is supposed to and, live. And, yeah, and they, they graze and they eat the vegetation they want to eat. They find worms and bugs and things that they want to eat, bones, dead animals, anything they find that is that what they would naturally eat in nature, they wander around freely on a 25-acre paradise and find it and eat it. And that sort of freedom and, and the comfort level and happiness level of the pig is transferred into the quality of the meat. And also the nutritional value. Of the I can meat. attest to that. It's it's. Um, I won't say what it is. Buy some and try it. Um, but um, yeah, I've got meat for sale. You can you can um, go to Cardinal Island Cardinal Island Farms on Facebook or CardinalIslandFarms dot com. You can find me and buy some really good meat at what I think is a really reasonable price. And you'll. If it's close enough, you'll deliver, and you can meet people. Yeah, in Fayette County, I mean, I don't, you know, it's like everyone's like, well, why don't you deliver to Morgantown? Morgantown. I saw somebody say, come up to Morgantown and sell. Like, motherfucker. I'm like, listen, there's this (laughs) uphill both ways. There's this thing called gasoline. You know what I mean? It's like, and and my business model is hyper local. It's like the whole point of growing local food is that there's a, you know, if if somebody from um, if from Japan comes to Fayette County and wants to buy my pork, I'll gladly sell it to him, but I don't really venture out further than it is, you know, economically or environmentally feasible for me to do so. It's like I got a four-cylinder truck. It costs me $100 to go to Charleston and back. I'm sorry. I got to sell a lot of pork to cover that cost as much as I'd love to sell to you turds in Charleston, if any of you are out there, (laughs) you Charleston turds. I'd love to sell you some of my pork, but I'm not spending $100 to sell $100 worth of pork. I can... um if there's ever anybody that that you would, that wants to buy from you and they can meet you in Charleston, we can load up some in my car. I can go yeah. back, back and forth. A- anything like that, we can work to stack functions. I'm all about it. But, I can go back and forth ten times in Charleston. But but my business model is I want to I want to provide food for my neighbors and people that live in Fayette County. Uh, also doing a thing where I uh, because I haven't been able to sell all, as much pork as I've been able to produce, I've been donating a lot of it to Enact Montgomery, which is this really cool food pantry in Montgomery where. If you don't know, Montgomery's like, you know, kind of fucked. 
in a lot of right ways. Right now it is. I think I think there's there's a chance for it to come back. They've done a lot of things. Oh, it's never going to come back back. Uh, not like it was in the no. 40s and 50s. No. But, um, you know, so uh, hit me up if you want some pork. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a dollar at it. I mean, I am trying to like pay my bills. But you're but, not trying to become a billionaire doing it. But, um, obviously like I'm taking a loss this year, really just to signal, just as a virtue signal, <laughs> just to say, look, I like your honesty. Just look like, um, <laughs> if you want to support some, something that's good, that's going to talks w- about eating local. And it's going to wind up paying back to the community, uh, you know, around the corner, you know, it's, it's all good. If you feel like you're overpaying or something, you can go fuck yourself. Cause it's actually really cheap. If you go to Washington DC and get an inferior a product that's inferior to mine, you would play, pay twice as much for it. So I can say your pork that I've had, it looks more like, Steak, beef looks, steak. Looks more like beef because it's more like ribeye. Most of the pork you find at the stores is, is the pork is not the other white meat. It's it's not it's supposed, supposed to be, be. It's supposed to be dark. There are parts like the loin is generally lighter color. There are parts that are lighter in color. But if if a if a piece of pork is white or light in color, it's because the pig is anemic. It's not a healthy mm-hmm. animal. That was the marketing campaign for everybody to anemic animals. I remember. Um, all the pork I've had of yours, uh, no matter what it was, whether you brought a butt here one time and we smoked it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, br- I brought just brought some chops. You, d- you brought chops and we've grilled some loins them. Loins and, and the uh, bacon. I lived off your bacon whenever I was laid off there for a while. <laughs> like, you, you brought like five pounds. I was like, okay. I, I don't remember doing that. Okay, you brought me a bunch of bacon, uh, like for because uh, you'd come over for the fights and you're like, well, this is sort of payment for yeah. getting the fights all the time. So. <laughs> And I, th- I thought when I recorded the album for you, that was <laughs> <laughs> I'm so generous. I'm just, oh, I'm such a generous person. I think that's just what you said. Since I get the fights all the time, you're good. Uh, right, right, right. But uh, I'm uh, the the fat in it is like a light brown color. It's not like the white that you get whenever you uh, cook the. Uh, and that's really the name of the game, folks. I mean, the the protein in muscle in the muscle is is chemically very similar. A factory farmed animal versus a pasture, but it's the fat that makes the difference because that's where nutrients are actually stored. So where like what the animal actually eats in excess of what it needs to grow actually gets stored in fat. So if an animal's eating um, like grass and bugs and stuff, there's like and it's really nutrient dense food that they're eating. It gets stored in the fat. So think of uh, a healthy pork fat as basically like got vegetables stored in it. It's got vitamins and it's vitamins. It's fatty vitamins. And there's people that have the audacity to not eat the fat on a Oh, steak yeah. No. Well, I can understand if it's making you sick. Like yeah, if, some, you, if you just don't like it, I get Some it. people's stomach just can't handle it. I'm not dissing that. But but it's it's actually really good for you, uh, especially if you're eating more of that fat and less like sugar and carbohydrates and mm-hmm. that dominate our diet, the General Mills shit. Man, they've really fucked us whenever they whenever they reconfigured the food pyramid. Oh, that sugar is 60s. tasty. That sugar is tasty, and it's it's the most addictive drug on the... It's the most widely abused drug on the planet. It's like sugar in one form or another. But, Especially here in the good old USA. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but uh, anyhow, this is supposed to be fun employment. Hey, man. Not like... Me farm, me plugging my farm employed. Uh, nobody, nobody gives a shit. I think people find that shit interesting. I'm farm employed. Yeah, sort of. The farm employed. I'm actually, files. I'm actually doing as little as this I could, could possibly do. This could be the first episode of the farm employment files. There we go. Now, 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 now we're getting somewhere. We're doing now it. we're getting somewhere. Oh shit! Now we can talk food <laughs> ethics. I can bring yeah. it to vegans. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can break. You could uh, talk shit about vegans all you want. I can talk about stocks. Oh. 
You do like doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of my talking points. Like, you know, Chuck, you know, I don't know if you guys know Chucky Tater Sacks, if any of you guys ever listen to the show. It's old taters. Everybody He's knows. got his talking points. Yeah. Like if we get into George R.R. R. Martin, he goes on a tangent. You know, Comic book stuff. Yeah, certain uh, things are his talking points. He's a big Trump fan. So I've got my talking points, too, which are a little bit different. So, I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. I just... He's the he's the faci- he's the facilitator, and the genetic jackhammer, and the genetic jackhammer. In the other episode, not in the fun employment file. So and this, I'm I'm just a host. He's just Dutch. The host with the most the, uh, the um, I don't know. Man, that kratom's kicking in. I like it. The quantifier of all numbers. Yes, I am. I'm the uh, just think of me as the Wink Martindale, <laughs> the Ray Combs. Poor old Ray Combs. Remember him? He's the nine. He's the Nigel Godrich of. Of the Fun Employment Files is Radiohead. Nigel Good is he the bass player producer? Oh, okay, so he's the George Martin of Radiohead. Yeah, he's the, uh, exactly. The Brendan O'Brien. Yeah, the the knob turning. The, the Mutt Lang. The knob turner. I tell you, producing this is very hard. I I do a sound check and make sure everything is uh, able to be heard, and then I don't touch the knobs again. Usually, see, <laughs> see you're see you're downplaying how easy it is to make something sound good. Yet this podcast sounds like. Way better than the average. Uh, it sounds amateur so much podcast. better than, than a lot of professional podcasts. I mean, what, you, what do you need? A couple like hundred dollar mics, uh, fifty dollars, fifty, a couple fifty dollar mics. Uh, you know, this 50, is ninety nine dollars. Uh, you probably find it used for fifty. If it's yeah. a shitty laptop, it's an okay. It's it's just a regular it's a, old it's laptop. It's a shitty laptop. I just need a lot of memory. That's all I need. Yeah, and some free software and a bunch of plugs. Yep, that's it. But you remember you remember the early episodes how they all just sort of sounded bad. It took me the first year fiddling and fucking around with it until I found out the the way it uh, the way I liked it. So is it in the way that you use it? It's in the way that you use it. It comes and it goes, you know. That's I've never really thought about. <laughs> Boy, that don't you know? That's so wise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it did take me a long time to to uh, figure out the settings and all that crap, but. Now it's just, it'll take me five minutes to make it sound good after this is over with. And then yeah, I had a friend who was like, oh yeah, we did a, we tried to do a podcast, but it was just too much work. It's like, well, like I know Dutch puts work into like, you know, you got to mix it down and upload it. Like there's after production work that, that takes a little bit of time. And I, I leave but everything really, set up all the time. It's really not that much work. <laughs> uh, now it would be a lot of work if I had to break down everything. Say if, if I was married and I had she, to keep, she did, yeah, you had to keep the place immaculate and t- tear down. Yeah, right. It, yeah, but I'm not doing that ever. No. So the, it, the, the the kitchen table here is the recording studio. Yes, it's great. here in the pillow fort. We uh yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not going to tear down every time. I've had I've torn it down a couple times to go do the pro wrestling thing. And uh, take I took all the I didn't take like the thing here, but I'd take the fucking the headphone amplifier. I'd take the mixing board. I took three mics, and I'd have to come back here and put it all back together because we usually record the day after I did the wrestling thing. So now I figured out a way I don't have to do that. I have I had an old um, audio box that just has two mic inputs, and that's how I'm doing it from now on. I'm taking two mics with me. I'm not tearing down anything else. No, everything else can suck it. So it's a lot easier. But yeah, if I had to tear down and, and rebuild every time we did this, we'd probably not do it because it's just, <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It is annoying. But you know, some people just, you can just hold the mic in your hand. I didn't have to get these condenser mics. No. But you, you, I just like them. You could and they go, were cheaper than you, the dynamic mics. You could go even cheaper than that and still make it sound decent, you know? 
Yeah. But well, who who said it was too much work? I don't know if you want to drop names, but Oh no, just just this guy. I I just, can, rec- just a person I recently met. No one Yeah, I mean I can send him my settings and there's a little thing you have to do with this software. You got to get the uh, a different compressor to download and add to it. So you sort of have to do, but that's like a 20 minute thing that you need to do. But yeah, I mean, other than that, man, it's plug and play. Yeah, once you get it, once you get it set up and you understand how audio software works, you can record and broadcast anything you want. It really is so much simpler than recording music or. Oh, God. <laughs> or video. Oh, God. Chuck was wanting to do a video component to this. And I was like, yeah, what that would take? Because you'd have to record the audio separately from the video and then match up the audio with the video. Well, if you had a good camera that had, you know, even just like a good iPhone, you could do a pretty good quality video. iPhone video quality with the mic- and microphone quality is actually pretty good. Even like a Samsung. Even mine's not that bad. Yeah, but... The audio wouldn't be as good. I mean, I can do it. No, no. I'm just saying if, you know, if you wanted just, to do... I don't want to. Like, no. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but there's not a whole lot of pictures of me out there. I don't well, take pictures of myself. Well, and the, the podcast thing stands on its own two feet. I mean, pe- podcasts are huge. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to listen. Sometimes it, People won't love media that you don't have to look at because you can do other things while you're consuming it. I think that's really contributed to uh, a lot of people... Not becoming smarter, but becoming more informed on things. I didn't know a whole a whole bunch of shit until I started listening to podcasts. What's the thing? And then there's this whole argument that Melchuk makes it a lot that people are getting dumber or something. I think a lot of people are. I mean, but there's a whole different sect that they listen to podcasts. But at the same time, the people that want to self educate, mm -hmm. it's easier than it's ever been to self educate. Well, I remember when I've uh, when I first started working at the uh, welding shop. And I didn't know about podcasts yet. It was all country music blaring through the uh, FM radio, yeah, all the time. And then I heard about podcasts, and I just started listening to them. And I was getting an education or being entertained because I listen to comedy podcasts a or, lot, too. or listening to music that you actually want yeah, to hear. Listen to music that I actually want to listen to, and it sort of changed everything for me. It's a lot like I'd spend ten hours a day instead of hearing the same eleven songs five times. I'd listen to a Joe Rogan. I'd listen to uh, Sam Harris's podcast. Yeah. Um, and exercise your brain. I'd listen you're... to 10 or 15 different podcasts or you know, five or six different podcasts during the day, to, depending on how long they are. Yeah. You could get, get a little brain exercise while you're well, you know, fucking so- soldering wires together or, or shit doing whatever it was. Whatever I was the hell doing. you're doing. It just, it, um, it makes the day go by faster now. I drive most of the time, so I have podcasts. It applies to that, too. All the time. I'm and so many people in West Virginia commute. Like, have these long-ass commutes to get your job. Well, most people have driving jobs where they, they mostly drive all the time. That, too. That's not, I, I say most. It's I think it's like 40% of men have some sort of a driving job. <laughs> My job's kind of a driving job. Yeah. Delivering pork, That's a. I spend as much more time doing that than I do doing my chores. Just fucking driving around and getting feed and dropping off shit. It's annoying, but um, I've noticed that people can't drive. Fuck no, they can't. West Virginia is actually not too bad. It's bad in certain ways, and that people are kind of kind of dumb, but they're not aggressive about being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you go to Ohio and people are aggressive about being. We could talk about that. 
Uh, but that's more of an umbrage. I'll say that for umbrage taker. Yeah, I've not driven much in Ohio. Um, you don't have to. They come here, and they get in the left lane, and they go slow in the left lane, and they, and they pass on the right lane consistently. They, pa- they only pass in the right lane, and they only drive slow in the left lane. Is that a uh, is that because they drive on the left side of the road there? They're not they're, I, legally. They're not supposed to. But, but that seems <laughs> I'm not to be, sure that they don't. When they come to West Virginia, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell oh hell yeah! I don't normally like you know make generalizations about groups of people and bash people, but that is one group that I will bash is Ohio drivers. I think it's I think it's uh, just whenever you do that with along the racial lines or gender lines, but I think whenever you're talking about talking about a state, yeah, I think it's fine. You're allowed to do hate hate because that encompasses that. all the people of that race there. Yeah, like I'll bash New Jersey all day long. Fuck New Jersey. Fucking fuck New Jersey. The only good thing to ever come out of New Jersey was an empty bus. I mean, I've met a few people, from, you know, from New Jersey that were. Fabulous people. I know they exist. but I mean, I had neighbors from New Jersey when I was in Morgantown. God, they were pretty fun to hang out with. God damn. I remember they're, they... Uh, they're just terrible people. They had like a party one time, as uh, college kids are wont to do. And we went over. We were playing beer pong, getting drunk, and me and my roommates... Yeah, they know how to party. We came back over to our place, and uh, we we always used to have like a summit at the end of every night. We'd all be standing in our underwear in the little hallway where all of our rooms were, just r- talking shit before we went to bed or banged whoever it was was in there. And all of a sudden, I just hear people fighting outside. And it's like whites versus blacks. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck happened there? And so uh, I go out on the porch in my underwear with my guitar and start playing Give Peace a Chance by John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are saved. They, they weren't amused, but I was. And that's really all that mattered to me. Everybody's talking about that. The very first hip hop song, if you ask me. Yeah, in a way. It, he sort of rapped. He didn't say the N word or anything. He did in one of his later songs. He has a song called "Woman Is the Nigger." Woman of the is Earth. the nigger of the world. Of the world, yeah. Woman, and it's like in this views, but it's like this jazzy tune too. It's like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's a woman in the nigger <laughs> of the world. Yeah, yeah, she up. is. That might be. That might be good. To if you don't believe to. me, take a look at the one you're with. <laughs> Such it's a okay, weird John. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Lennon was a weird dude. They might have changed it. No way. That song's huge. Post Beatles, who's who's your favorite one? John Lennon. Yeah, it's either John or George for me. He was still putting out, cranking out quality work. And, and, you know, George Harrison put out some good stuff after the fact, too. But John Lennon was consistently... Had a, he had a message. So like a fifties yes, waltz type jam. Think about <laughs> There's no way he could Imagine if an artist imagine if yeah if, uh, Imagine somebody covering that. Fucking um Sean Lennon came out with this song now. Or uh Bruno Mars. Yeah, some 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 modern. He's pop making story. a point here. People don't know. Like they would just see the words. It's a it's a it's a, it's a feminist extremely song. progressive leftist message, which is a pro feminism message. But because he you know he dropped the end the end bomb, so do you think it got misconstrued back then? This is what seventy two probably. 
Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was controversial even back then, but not as much as it is now. Oh, now he'd be deplatformed. And- oh, he'd be over. He'd get Roseanne. Worse than Roseanne. How do you think? How do you think John Lennon would react to what's going on now? I think he'd just be like, oh, you guys are just, you're distracted and you're focusing on the wrong shit. I think he would say something very similar. You guys, you, you're like... Unlike Paul McCartney, he'd just stay silent about everything controversial. I think, I think John Lennon would just be like, you're, you're being duped. And we are. Well, everybody's being duped in one way or another. Yeah. But I don't think you and I are being duped by that. No, I'm being duped by other things. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all suckers. Not, yeah. in ba- not a bad way necessarily. No, I mean I'm duped, but I, I know I'm being duped. I just like, yeah, I guess I have to work at some hours point. A week. <laughs> yeah, at some well, at some point you have to uh, you have to conform just to be happy, just so that you fit into the culture that you live in. You know, you can't always be an outsider. You can't always be a rebel because like you're just going, you're battling uphill all the time. It's not fun. It's what? What's the parable? You, the guy that pushed the rock up the hill. Sisyphus. Yeah, the myth of Sisyphus. The myth of Sisyphus. Mythif- Say that thirty-seven Mythif- times. Mythif- the myth of Sisyphus. Say that one hundred twenty-six times Mythif- fast. Mississippiist. The Mississippiist. <laughs> I like that John had some good musicians playing with him too. Oh yeah. I like it sort of has a slapback reverb on the drums. The drums always have a slapback reverb on them. Post Beatles Lennon songs. Always. Did you ever listen to the one where he did all the old, the um, the 50s and early 60s rock and roll cover? It was The album was called Rock and Roll. I think I might know what you're talking about. I don't remember. It's just John Lennon versions of like Stand By Me and stuff like that. This, this sounds like Father John Misty, right? It does, actually. <laughs> Father John Misty sounds like this. Right. More, more accurate. I remember whenever we first heard the new one, we, I told you, this sounds like post-Beatles John Lennon. Yeah. Well, the new Father John Misty is, is Father John Misty with, with Beatles or post-Beatles and post-John, post-Beatles John Lennon and some Nirvana in there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's There's what it is. <laughs> Which, how could you go wrong? I mean, no, it's fucking great. It's perfect. Man, he must have really loved Yoko. He must have been some good pussy. I don't fucking see why. <laughs> I mean, back then she wasn't unattractive. It's not about that. It's just I just don't get it. Uh, you know, whatever. I don't get her art either. Everyone's you know that's like supposedly she's a really important. I've heard people say that her art was more important than John Lennon's music. Oh, you shut the fuck up right like, now. What universe do you live in? Who is that person, and did you smack them across the face? Oh, he's like a gay friend of mine who's also like a professional. He's a professional opera singer in, who lives in Berlin now. I mean, that's great and all. He actually... He actually but how is, dare he say something <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I didn't uh, get I mean, it either. He's in the top five most important people to ever pick up a guitar. But that's that's coming from you know if you're like really into like avant garde you know art and stuff more than you are into pop culture maybe you might think maybe that. you one would but think that that's one out of a hundred people. But that's insane to say something like that. It that's is. offensive. Like I'm a I'm triggered by that. Trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, Yoko and his art is more important than John Lennon's music. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody loves the. Uh, um, imagine and it is a great song but the older I get I'm like the melody's great but those lyrics are just bullshit and I think he knew that 
Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he wrote that in like 10 minutes, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. Not that that's the measure of a good song or anything, but. He had so many good ones, like this right here. This is coming. Is that slap back again? See, yeah, all the drums. Gonna knock you right on the head. He also had it on his voice, too. You better get yourself together. Mm-hmm. I think they used this in a fucking Nike commercial in the 80s and everybody was pissed. Or did they use Revolution? And when Michael Jackson bought the rights, I don't remember. He started licensing licensing out their songs and their performances See, for commercials. That's another talking point in mind. It's the intellectual property rights thing. How in the fuck does Michael Jackson get paid for people playing Beatles songs? On what universe does that make in what universe does that make sense? It doesn't make sense in any universe. That's what I'm saying. It made me dislike Michael Jackson for a while. I mean, it's like, easy. Why would you do that? It's easy to dislike Michael Jackson until you listen to his music. And you're like, <laughs> you're like fuck yeah. Woohoo. Shig now. Shimona. <laughs> then you're like, this is great. <laughs> Bad. I love the way uh, John Lennon's voice breaks up on this when he says, shine on. Yeah, yeah. Shine. He's just like, well, I've heard interviews. Uh, I think he would write songs just a little bit above his register, so he would get that. He had to scream to hit the note. I know that's why they recorded Twist and Shout a little bit above his register, just because yeah. it's so it sounded like the most rock and roll possible. Yeah, if it had been a whole step lower, it would have been a clean note. Yeah, <laughs> Instead of it a just scream. sounds better better when you do that. Yeah. It's just a little bit too high for it. He can hit it, but it's going to break a little bit. Yeah, it sounds great when he does it. Even when he's off, it sounds great. It does sound great. I love it. But if I did, if I sang that song and I was technically off on the notes in the same degree, it wouldn't sound anywhere near as good. It wouldn't no. sound good. I'm not John Lennon. No, just there's something about the. I know he was an asshole. Like he probably, I think he beat his wife, his first wife. I mean, it, everybody's. I mean, it was the '60s, man. It, it, I don't know if there's anybody that's done anything great that wasn't a fucking asshole. That's what I've always said. I mean, um, kill your fucking heroes. Just just uh, take the things that they make and you know what, you name, enjoy, you, separate the art from the artist. We should make that a, a segment on Pillow Fort. Uh, you, you name somebody that you admire. And I'll cut them to pieces. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, I would love that. <laughs> We'd have to come up with a name, a name for the segment. We could call it "Kill Your Heroes." We could call it "Bone Cruncher." Oh, there we go. He's crunching bones. And anybody can join in. It's not about me. It's just about here's here's a person that you think is golden, and here's who they. You know, everyone's a broken ego. You know, and everyone's just a human being. Even the greatest of great people. Gandhi was a freaking racist. He piece of shit. He was racist against the darker Indians. He was racist against Native Americans. He was racist against, against the black. He's racist against Hispanics. He's racist against everybody. He's uh, racist against uh, Donald I'm Trump. Pretty sure he was sexist and possibly a child molester. All Mother Teresa partic- participated in um, human trafficking. Yeah, I guess that kind of ties into the whole like um, Me Too movement too. It's like all the people being called out. Um, Morgan Freeman. I mean, uh, come know, on, man. He's he. You know, everyone. Did like, you know? Do you know like, what they? He allegedly did. 
Just I, I made don't a even, joke. I don't even know. But the point is, is that Morgan Freeman's done some bad shit in his life. You know why? Because he's a dude. Because he's a human. He's a human being. He's a human being. He's not infallible. He's no, not. None yeah. of us are. We all do shitty things. It doesn't excuse our behavior, but it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think this is one of the cuts from the rock and roll album. And there's an ad before it. Of course there is. So is that ad hominem, ad, ad absurdum? It's short for something. What? Ad. Oh, it's advertisement. Oh, it's short for advertisement. I was thinking something Latin. This is also very John Lennon. <laughs> it does. It just sounds like it sounds like I love you, honey bear. fucking great I'm not familiar with this song it sounds it sounds like um Richie Valens uh, yeah Donna yeah oh, Donna. it's like the GE minor CD it's that tr- yeah it's that not 145 but the other one that yeah, they use the- <laughs> The, the ballad the three zero the three zero or four is one <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused now, it's a traditional 50s style song the 50s ballad like Last Kiss Corporate uh, Game. Donna uh, all of the ballads back then pretty much Stand By Me was this except for it just chunked up a little bit yeah this is tremendous it's gritty too Listen to the bass drum. It's like almost clipping a little bit. Yeah. I love the horns. Enough about John Lennon and his amazingness. Maybe we'll come back to it. Yeah, that's fucking good. Well, here's his "Stand by Me." Yeah, you got Of course, you there's play an advertisement before. That, no, this song. If this is the version I like, because there's a bunch of versions of this song, is like it could be in my top ten. I mean, god damn. His version or just the, the, the his version that I like the most because there's a bunch of them. One this of seems like it's. This is live. This, this sounds like one, the, one I'm familiar with. It's really screamy. When the night has come. I don't know if this is my favorite one, but. And the land is dark. No, there's a live one that's better than this and one. The moon is the only and I used to cover, I used to do um, open mics in Morgantown with just an accordion. It's awesome. And I would cover this song with the accordion. Be afraid. Just as long 
So many good songs. Yeah. Jealous Guy. Such a great song. Yeah. No, 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 no. This version sucks. There's, there's a... There's, there's, I forget which, which it's, I think it's off John Lennon, one of the John Lennon, um, um, you know, compilation albums. Maybe this is it. Where when he says, darling, darling, yeah, this sounds right. Just such a timeless message. Yeah. It's like is the only light we'll see. Mr. Bob every night. <laughs> stand by me. Does he get the how many? Tremendous, isn't it? There's a bunch of versions of this that are good. Stand by me. Stand by me. That's the thing that's maddening. This is so maddening about being an artist and being a recording artist for most of us. I think is that sometimes sometimes you can hit it with no effort and other times you can work all day and it and it just sounds like shit at least for me and and like I listen even and I listen to John Lennon it's like the difference to me between that first version which was like a studio take like an excellent take versus that one or some of the other versions I like it's just like it it makes me it makes the difference as to whether I want to listen to the song or not <laughs> the same dude yeah. doing the exact same song the exact same tempo no, there, there's a version of Let It Be that I've not been able to find in years. And it's the whole song is the same until it gets to the guitar solo. And George just rips into the guitar solo. But, nah, 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 like, And I've not heard that version in years. It's the magic of music, man. It's like, it's, it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's transcendent. It's transient and transcendent. It's like sometimes it's there and then sometimes, you know, you miss it. And so it's like you got to pay attention. Um, I don't know. It's just I don't even know which album or which con- uh, compilation that version is on. I just remember hearing it way back in the day, and now I can't find it anywhere. Every version of that song is just the regular, <laughs> and I don't really like that song all that much anymore because I've heard it a hundred thousand times. Hey, I used to host open mics in Morgantown. I hosted for years. I hosted open mic at One Two Three Pleasant Street and I did sound, and I hosted a mic at Blue Moose Cafe, and absolute the absolute best musical performances I have ever witnessed in my life. I've seen all, all the bands I want to see pretty much are from people that did an open mic like 10 times and never played out again. <laughs> like just people that, you know, just, you're just absolutely singing from your guts and you don't give a fuck. There's like three people in the audience or the best performances I've seen. have had the smallest audiences. And it was just somebody who just didn't give a fuck and they were just, just, just two, a microphone on their mouth and a microphone on their instruments and the truth. Yeah, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Glenn Hansard. He's like this Irish um, uh, singer-songwriter dude. 
Were you, were you an Aaron into him for a long time? Yeah. yeah, that guy. I love him still. Um, but he, he they made a movie about. I guess he wrote it or something. I'm not sure. But the opening scene is him. Uh, it's called Once. It's it's him busking, and this is the take from the opening scene. It's fucking tremendous. It's called Say It to Me Now. It's almost a musical without being a musical because it's about being musicians in Ireland, I think. And him, he's just busking on a street corner. Scratching out the surface now. And nobody's there. That's what's even better about it. Nobody's walking by. And I'm trying hard to work it out. So much is gone misunderstood And this mystery only leads to doubt And I didn't understand When you reach down and take my hand We're getting to it and if you have something to say, you better say it now. Cause this is what you've waited for. Fucking great. Yeah. Your chance to even up the score. And as these shadows fall, That's it. That's fucking great, though, right? That's some powerful shit. That guy fucking sings with every inch of his nuts. Every square inch. It's spherical. Every cubic inch. He's like he's not balls deep. He's butthole deep. Yeah, he's all the way into. Yeah, he's putting his butthole in your butthole. He's putting some of his guts into your yeah, vagina. He's, he's removing some of his uh, intestines and stuffing them in your in your stink hole. While the penis is yeah. balls deep. Yeah, it's a whole, it's like a quadruple penetration. With his tongue in your mouth. Yeah. Anyway, if you can get into that guy, he's he writes some great songs. Yeah. And he sings with all of his heart. Yeah, I, I, I liked what I heard from him, for sure. I've uh, I've got a couple of his albums. I haven't got the new one yet, and I don't know why. Sometimes just, sometimes I don't want something new, you know? A lot. Most of the time, I don't want something. <laughs> I'm 36. <laughs> it happens. This when I go listen to the pumpkins. That's not true. I'd love to hear some music that inspired me in the same way that music did when I was 19 years old, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, that, there's music out there that's just as great as what I experienced when I was young, but your ears are different. Yeah, your brain is different. Your mo. You're you're not like you're just a bawling like a glowing flaming ball of emotions when you're young. You know, you're just you're just impacted differently, and then life kind of you know, chips away, hardens you a little bit. You know, makes makes you less absorbent to certain things. It's I not a, it's that. not a bad thing. I actually love it. Yeah, I, I don't mind not being inspired. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to my 40s. Quite frankly, 
I'm getting there, man. I got like a year and a half left or something. I I was worried about my thirties, and then my thirties hit, and I was like, like the first five years of my thirties was like pretty fucking good. I'd like, say if my dad hadn't died and hadn't gone through all that shit, my thirties would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I say that, but my brother died. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and my grandmother all died. We got divorced. We got divorced. Which that was that thing that happened. We split up when I was twenty nine. Okay, that didn't count. But then, no, but then I started like having sex with other people, and I was like, oh, because my wife was the second a person whole I ever knew. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking. I did hear Peebo Bryson in my ears. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I was that kind of charming to where I could get girls that are sort of out of my league. Well, it's, it's whole thing with me. I think you're probably like me that you're kind of a late bloomer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of people peak in high school. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. It's Absolutely fine. nothing wrong with that. But I definitely didn't peak in high school. Me either. I'm, people might think I did because um, I'm not like a rich millionaire or anything now. Yeah, and you're, you're a football star. Yeah, not really a star. And a, and a rock and roll singer. Yeah, nobody, but nobody gave a shit a about sexy that. sexy rock and roll Nobody gave a singer. shit about any of that. No, like, <laughs> no, the cool people did, and I would have—I would have sort of considered myself part of the cool people, but uh, none of the none of the like cool people came to the teen center on a Friday night to watch me and and the guys play. Nobody, nobody came. Oh, actually, the cool—it people... it was just all the nerds the, who uh, the cool people probably did show up. They just weren't cool at the time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> they true. were late bloomers. Yeah, it's the people that I'm actually more friends with now <laughs> that uh, showed up. But yeah, the um, it was all the it was weird because I was able to 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 uh, sort of go into different worlds because I was a jock, but I was also in with the uh, the nerdy artists and all that. So I, I could uh, I could um, be like a double agent, sort of, you know. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I mean, I wasn't a jock at all, but I didn't. I was not categorizable. Um, Who we got here? Got some Lana Del Rey. Yeah, she's pretty tremendous. We went through a through a big thing with her a few weeks ago. We were on the thing. We were talking about like just visceral, like live solo performances. And this is her. She's got just just a a key a piano playing accompanist and just her voice. What show? I forget what show. This is on some talk show or something. Colbert. Nah, I don't remember. But it's just piano and her. And this is one of my favorite songs. And this is one of my favorite versions. Of it, so I'll play a little bit. You piece of shit. You fucking garbage. Piece of shit. You fucking garbage. Fucking piece of shit, phone. Uh, you fucking damn. stupid piece of shit. And this proves that she's the real shit. This is, yeah, because she got some shit. This this is not lip sync. She's got a real hefty voice. She's got a hefty, hefty bod. Well, she can get it. I don't normally like talk about how sexy famous women are because I don't give a shit. But for something about her, just gets me. Oh my god! I'd say she's a weirdo. I think that's a little bit of it. No, oh, she's she just she teases me in all the right ways. <laughs> She tickles your pickle. She sure does.
in a zone right there you know? yeah that's what music is yeah it's a it's, it's just like in sports when michael jordan couldn't fucking miss whenever he had the flu that one time that's what it's all about is like you can't deny it no one can take it away from her you know when you're in that moment nothing you know I've, I mean, I've been there a few times nothing exists when you're doing that just the way she had to just ride like that note you could tell that she's it helps when you can see her face too you know, yeah the, the emoting kind of helps but you don't need to you can see it just by listening so if you haven't seen what she looks like listen to her imagine what you think she looks like that's what she that's looks what she like. fucking looks like <laughs> it's that good big black woman <laughs> <laughs> I mean, six four. She got that that butt that just like you could set a drink on it. About a deuce, deuce and a half. You could set a drink on it. Yeah, there's just uh, when I talk about the flow thing, the flow state, or the fucking the zone. It's just even if she does hit a note that's a, a little bit improper, like just a little bit out of key. It doesn't matter. It. When you're in that state, it corrects itself. Yeah, you just, and you don't even you don't even notice it. You deny the mistake. Yeah, Miles Davis said that. He wasn't wrong. Yeah, just act like you meant to do it. If you believe in yourself while you're doing it, and you you actually have something, like you say, it will correct itself. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been in that type of state a few times whenever I was performing. Uh, one one time I'd say was whenever we were in leap year. Not we, but like me and the guys in Leap Year. And no matter what we did, all four of us at the same time, it, it just worked. It was whenever we were doing like a battle of the bands and uh, whatever we did, it just worked. Like we only had this much time. We figured out a way to, in the middle of a song, to shrink it down <laughs> to a, to where it would fit perfectly and we would end right whenever we were supposed to be off or we would lose points or whatever. And it just worked. I don't know why. Probably because the songs needed to be shortened anyway. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not joking. Though. It was it was one of those uh, Matt songs that can sometimes me sometimes meander. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, I'm, I'm a, you know, not to disparage, but I'm the cutthroat editor. So I'm you, a, yeah, you, and that's good. That's I'll, I'll take your favorite part and I'll cut it out. <laughs> Do you need to repeat that eleven times? <laughs> Just try six. And then when you get to, when you get used to six, you're like, let's try three. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, let's not even do that at all. Let's yeah. <laughs> this song doesn't even need to be on the album. <laughs> By the end, hey, we're not making. And then we're not even doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Anyway, I think we've done about enough time here for the first episode of the Farm Employment Files. The Farm Employment Files. Yeah, I'm going to upload this right away. I'm going to mix it down and put it right up. Any particular song you want to go out on? Uh, yeah. You want to throw in a plug for uh, the the farm again? Uh, no, nah, that's cool. Yeah, just go to Cardinal. If you listen to the show and you live anywhere near here, you already know what I who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah, just get the farm. Let's get the get the pork. What song you want to do? Uh. When you become a
Bow, bow. You want to do that one, the song from the Twix commercials in the 80s? Bow, bow. Oh, yeah. I associate that more with Ferris Bueller. You know what? Then I do. I didn't see Ferris Bueller until a little bit later, so I associate it with the goddamn Twix commercials. What the fuck? I know. Fuck. Just around. I'm going to do a little vegan propaganda for you since I'm. Te- since I'm since we're doing plugs for my meat farm, <laughs> I'm going to do some stupid shit. Is this the thing you might have wanted to save till tomorrow? We can do it again tomorrow to get well, a chuck reaction. Well, there's that other... Yeah, we can do it. We can do it again to get a chuck reaction from It's it. playing. Call oh, shit. Sorry. I you want to start over? You and cows. Don't use cow as an insult. Fuck it. All right. Thanks for listening. First episode of the Farm Employment Files. Call you a pig. Um, go fuck yourselves. Eat a fat sack of assholes. And praise Allah. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. If you avoid thoughts that are deep, I will never call you a sheep. I respect you and sheep. Don't use sheep as an insult. If you get scared and your pulse quickens, I will never call you a chicken. I respect you and chickens. Don't use chicken as an insult. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. If you're disloyal and we have a spat, I will never call you a rat. I respect you and rats. Don't use rat as an insult. If you check out women while out for a jog, I will never call you a dog. I respect you and dogs. Don't use dog as an insult. If you complain that we're not rich, I will never call you a bitch. I respect you and female dogs. Don't use bitch as an insult. If you tell a lie and make my trust break, I will never call you a snake. I respect you and snakes. Don't use snake as an insult. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human. Animals are innocent. Don't be speciesist. Never use the name of an animal as an insult for a human.